Now, we're told the biggest one-month arrival of vaccines since late 2021 has arrived in February, with a new booster now available. Mark Butler, the Federal Health Minister, said we're getting the most up-to-date version of the vaccine for Australians. Now, some 10 million doses of the latest Pfizer-Omicron-specific vaccine has been added to stocks of 4 million Omicron-specific bivalent BA1 vaccines, which are already here. So do you need another one? How do you feel about this? I thought we'd have a chat to Dr Clay Gollidge, infectious disease physician, who I'm delighted to say is on the line from Western Australia. Are you well? Yeah, very well, Luke, looking out of the beautiful western sunset. About to have a swim, actually. Oh, lovely. Lucky you. Lucky you. Be careful of the sharks, right? Uh, no, no. State Daddy's protecting us, so he says. Okay. Um, Right so, look, I'm going in the water. No, actually, I'm going in the water with trepidation. So uh, there we go. <laughs> there you go. So what, what do you think? The numbers uh, are, are pretty low. We know, I think, there are a couple of thousand cases last week. Nothing like it was uh, all those months and years back. Uh, will Australians front up, do you think, for another one? It, it seems that the more we're asked to have, the less we're inclined to have it. Yeah, it's a tough one, Luke. I've got to say there's been no greater vaccine proponent than me, but at the risk of a really bad pun, I'm a bit lukewarm on this. Um, (laughs) I've got to say, I think if you are highly immune suppressed for whatever reason, may that be, you know, cancer therapy, uh, you know, steroids, bad diabetes, advanced age, chronic lung disease, chronic heart disease, all those things, Mm. then I think you should strongly consider it. But if you're fit and you're healthy, You've had four doses of vaccine before. You've had COVID at least once, almost certainly. 95% of the population in our studies have had it at least once. Yeah. A lot of people don't know they've had it. If you meet those criteria, then you'd probably be better off just to wait. And, you know, I'm sort of, as a fat 65-year-old, even I'm sitting on the fence. I've had four doses and had COVID three times. The last two times were just a walk in the park. Yeah. So I'm sitting on the fence a little bit, I've got to say. I know as an infectious disease physician, I've got a responsibility to strongly recommend it, but even Atagi have only put it out as a recommendation for those over 65 and those with immune suppression, a recommendation, and then consider in other groups. So they haven't really come down strongly on it. Right. So if you're a fat 60-year-old, you've had three uh, jabs and you've had COVID once, what would you say to him? (laughs) Yeah, look, if it was only obesity and nothing else, if it wasn't bad diabetes or bad heart failure or chronic lung disease, I'd actually say, look, how about you just wait, you know, right. and just take take stock and let's get a little bit more real-world data on this. Yeah. If you're going to have it, I do agree that you're better off to have one of the new bivalent vaccines. So Pfizer, for instance, have two, the BA1, as you said, and then an even newer one just about to be released, BA45. And the data with the BA45, at least for the first 16 weeks or so after you've had the booster looks very good at protecting against severe disease. So if you're in a risk group, then I think it's really worth considering. But if your risk isn't there or the risk is only soft, such as being a fat bastard, then I think uh, (laughs) you'd you'd probably take it easy and take a breath. And, you know, I know that may be considered by some listeners to be medically irresponsible, but I, I, you know, honestly, we've got so much good immunity now with vaccination and infection and we've got good antivirals available available that the whole face of COVID has quite dynamically changed over these last 12 months as as we've talked about before. So it's not the disease it was. It's a lot more benign. So I think there's a lot of good feeling in just waiting a bit longer and taking stock. Those antivirals obviously are key. How important is it 
if you've had it before, let's say, you know, you might have had it a year ago, does that still give you any protection? Look, it certainly does give you some. So if you've had COVID a year ago and you've been vaccinated and you've had three or four doses, yes, it does give you some protection because things called T lymphocytes have got an immune memory and they encounter the virus and think, aha, I've seen you before, mate. I'm now going to act against you and uh, knock you over as quickly as I possibly can. So, yes, you still do get some protection. I think the important thing to remember, though, is if you get COVID a second time and you start to feel crook, and you're over 70 or you've got other health conditions, then antivirals, particularly the one called Paxlovid, is now available on the and has been for some time on the PBS. So you're really strongly advised. A vaccine's not going to help you in that situation, but antivirals early on in particular may well uh, be very, very helpful indeed. Right, right. And what do they actually do? So the antivirals stop viral replication, particularly Paxlovid. So it stops the virus replicating, interrupts an enzyme that's essential for the virus to replicate. So your viral loads go down very, very quickly and the body gets on top of it much more quickly with antivirals. And there's also an intravenous one. If you do need to come into hospital and say your oxygen saturations go down a bit, there is an intravenous one or several intravenous ones, in fact, but one in particular called remdesivir that can also be useful in the hospital setting too. So, you know, there's great antivirals out there as well. So it's not all about immunisation. Yes, prevention's good, but the vaccines, yeah, I just think we need a little bit more time. Yeah, fair enough. Do you wear budgie smugglers? What do you actually wear when you... Yeah, well, I've got a picture. I've got a picture of Tony Abbott on my bedside table, and uh, That's you know, sweet. I like to look like him. I'm losing my hair. I've got body hair, and not, not much on my head. And I've got a pair of red budgie smugglers. I'm stopping them on at the moment, <laughs> and just about to plunge into the waters as we speak. <laughs> ah, you're a star. Good to talk to you, Clay. Thanks a lot, mate. Yeah, always a pleasure, Luke. Thank All you. Best, mate. He's a character, isn't he, Dr. Clay Gollidge, infectious disease physician from Western Australia.